Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Brandon Wound, Pickups. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to this show Woohoo! with Jared and Tony mm-hmm. and me mm-hmm. and one of the greatest supporters three dum-dums could ever ask for. Who you call a dum-dum? Who is on the line, Mr. Supporter Man? Hey, it's Tom Brazen. Hey, Tom. I recognize that name. Tony, I think you need to do it. Tom Brazen. There it is. There it is. All right. So those of you who have been listening to the show for a long time, you have probably heard that name more than any other name, maybe except for John Schneider drink. Um, on the show. And that is because Tom was the very first person to sign up when we launched our Patreon. Um, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, and truly gave us just such an incredible boost of morale. Yeah, I mean, that's the word I was thinking for. Not momentum. I finish your sentences. You're good at that. <laughs> so Tom, thank you. And welcome to the show. To be clear, the reason Tom's on the show is that we said, you know what? We've got amazing supporters, especially at certain levels. Besides supporting the show, these are people who obviously care a great deal about the guitar community, the boutique building community, the gear. Like, they're in it. And that's why they're showing their support. So we want to find out, like, what are they thinking about? So when I say they, we're going to have each of our grand poobahs on and a few others over the next several months. So we're going to hear from these people who are not just supporting our show, but I mean, honestly, if you're a builder out there, they're probably supporting you. If you are commenting on posts or if you've post pictures of you playing and stuff, they're supporting you as well. It's not just us. We want to recognize them and give them a chance to talk about uh, their passion as well. How'd I do, Tom? Wow, that was that was just way more than I could uh, ever ask for. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants to thank the Academy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I got to get up on my soapbox now. And start <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. No, I, I think I, I have to thank you guys because, um, you know, five years ago when I started listening or whatever it was, um, you know, I was driving to work and I have a long commute and, um, it's the first job I had in 30 years because I was always self-employed. So I just needed something to listen to. And, um, I found you guys and luckily I found something that I've always been interested in. So, you know, it's, it's, it's worked out for everybody. I just, I'm, I'm so glad that you didn't judge the book by its cover because back then yeah. <laughs> the cover was hand drawn with a crayon. So you know, you know what though it it, it started off. You could kind of see it. You know, it was a little rough at first, but then you know it, it got it, you know, it got better. It got better, and I think that you know the three of you guys have such a good uh, personality together, and you know you're. You, you interact with each other. And I'm handsome. Yeah, and that too. I mean, you got that. Uh, right? I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it, it, I just enjoy every episode. And- awesome. Good. Well, that's yeah. great to hear. 
we hope that everybody who is listening feels like they're sitting at the table with us. I mean, honestly, that's what we want. And we, I, I hope that comes through. Um, yeah, I, I think the only thing is for me, because I listen to you on a commute, I listen to you at one and a half. So right now, Do you, really? you guys are talking really slow to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> That's, we we you know what here's something that's funny is on, on accident I was trying to play back um you know, this is maybe about a year or so ago uh I was trying to play back for the guys I had just done a really funny edit with on on the um you know the thing Tony what's the words give me the words uh, I've been the internet on, I've been literally on a Zoom for about nine hours so I'm <laughs> a little French toast here um. You know, the things that we do at the end, like <laughs> the outtakes. <laughs> this is yeah. going to be awful. What am I yeah. doing? Uh, anyways. The outtakes. Yeah, so we were listening to an outtake, and for whatever reason, I, I accidentally hit the um, half-speed thing. <laughs> and Tony oh, and yeah, Jared yeah. and I, and, and at first we were like, oh, no, what's wrong? And then it's like, uh, uh. Yeah, oh. it was a Cheech and Chong movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic, yeah. man. Yeah. And we were just crying, absolutely crying. You have to cycle through. So, so sometimes you got a guest on, and I want to like I'll miss it because it's just a little bit too, or somebody talks a little too fast or something. Mm-hmm. So I'll cycle through it, and you have to go through that half speed first. Mm-hmm. So it's always like. Bleh. You know, yeah. and then you, you get back to the part of whether, and then I can speed up again. But yeah, I I always listen to the whole thing all the way through too. Yeah, no, good. That's, like that's all the great. way right to the end because the some of the best parts are at the end where you have the oh the outtakes are yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. last. So, so well, who's your favorite knob? No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no I pressure. Think, I think we'd all say Jared. Yes. Pretty much. He's my just guy. trying to yeah. make me feel better. <laughs> All the insults. And yeah. <laughs> jokes. Yes. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, um, we'll pin your tail right back on there. Yeah. Your... Uh, that's right. All right. Yeah, let's get to this. All right. Uh, we're going to have a great show. Um, uh, I mean, we're hey, going to thank a few people really quick. Oh, yes, we are. Mm. Who? That's right. We're going to thank Rode Mics for providing this awesome audio equipment that is capturing mm. our voices so very well. Yes, and, it is. Um, and, oh, and did you press record, by the way? I did. Thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Does that happen? Does that happen? <laughs> never. No, never. <laughs> Why would that happen? <laughs> we are trained professionals. Uh, Thanks to Road, they have a big giant indicator that says whether they're recording or not, right? Tom? Yes, that is correct. And as a matter of fact, this is, you know, we're, we're, legitimately we're thanking Road. And I want to take this a step further because that's a that's a, actually a great point, Jared, is that when we when they first sent us the uh, the Roadcaster Pro, this uh, the machine that really kind of changed uh, our podcast. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. It changed our podcast because it put everything all into one box. We had this giant thing that looks like looked like NASA built it that was, you know, doing it before. And they asked, said, hey, here's this thing. You should check it out. And we want to hear your feedback. One of the things that I pointed out as feedback was that the color of the record button was the same whether it was, like, on or off. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. It's like, 
Yes, thumbs up. It's green. It's recording. No, red is recording. <laughs> Change it to red, please. <laughs> and they did. Like right yeah. out of that, not because, hey, we got a letter from Todd. We should change this. But obviously <laughs> enough other people said, hey, you should change that button to be red for recording. Yes. So that's what kind of company they are there. Then they pounced on it right away. It wasn't like, oh, in six months, we'll take care of that. <laughs> it was great. No, they definitely are. They're on top of it. And I mean, I mean I'm, I'm just speaking because I've used a lot of audio gear over the years. And I mean, between the microphones and the uh, uh, Pod Roadcaster Pro. Uh, I mean, it is. Uh, I mean, it's simple to use, and it's high quality stuff. So, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. It's pretty comparable, isn't it? Comparable to 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 other brands, or you know, oh, it exceeds. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's a reason. Even in the video world, it's like you see road stuff all over everybody's cameras. Yeah. So and it, it's not because they like Australians. Right. <laughs> well, although everybody does. <laughs> everybody, you know, Who, I was supposed to go to Australia. They're probably the one country that everybody year. actually really likes, right? I was supposed to go to Australia last year and right at this time, right when COVID hit and my trip got canceled. Oh, I wow. Went to, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, this this whole this has been a a missing year for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on that high note, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Yeah. Road mics. Thank Thanks, you, Tom. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, um, we're just going to get right to it, guys. Let's find out what's going on in our music world this week. Tony, oh, you're going to start with me, yeah, and then we'll talk to Tom. Okay, can I apologize in advance for being a little lengthy today? I think I felt last week I was a little short, but this week I've been doing some research. And I, I just wanted to kind of get the word out about something sure. that I think is going to be attractive to a lot of people. So the senator has the floor. Okay. Ah, uh, thank you for the <laughs> floor centering. <laughs> Senatoring. Um, so you know, probably most people remember Fender came out with the alternate reality series. Thanks very much, the Tony. Tom, <laughs> how about you? I <laughs> 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 I legit got Tony on that one. <laughs> okay. What about you, Todd? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so anyhow, before I was so rudely interrupted, uh, Fender came out with the alternative, alternative reality series, which was kind of a mishmash of various models and things a couple of years ago. Um, Squire, which is a division of Fender, just last year, this stuff was supposed to be rolled out at the Summer NAM show in Nashville, which didn't happen. Then that was supposed to roll out in uh, the Winter NAM show, which didn't happen. Um, they came out with what they're calling the Paranormal Series. Now, what's really cool about this series is there's a couple of models on here in particular that I am particularly fond of. So they basically reissued some of the kind of more unusual models that Fender and Squire released over the years, uh, especially in the 90s. Um, and all, all of them are under 400. Two of the models are under 350. So there's a lot of room to take a guitar like this, uh, clean it up, Customize the heck out of it. 
I mean, it's and and I've 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 actually handled uh, two of these uh, models, um, and while <sighs> the wood that they use isn't necessarily what I would have chosen, the finishes are a little heavy. Um, you know, it's it's I think for the money, it's an incredible series to get into. Um, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about. I'll start with the three that are my personal favorites. That's the Toronado, mm. which is like a it's a short scale, twenty four and three quarter scale, kind of a squat jazz jazz master jaguar body with well, double humbuckers. Wouldn't I mean? Could would you? I'm going to. I'm going to say what I think this is. That to me, that looks like a Tele Custom in a on a jaguar body. Yeah, it's it's very similar to that. And I've I actually owned some uh, one of the original series uh which was made in Mexico as a Fender and I liked it a lot. I mean, it was it's a really well-made uh instrument. Uh the Squire one that I picked up is I mean, it has it feels about the same. I you know, that shorter Gibson scale I think is a is a real benefit for, you know, people who are used to that and maybe want to try jumping into a Fender or a Squire in this case. Um, the other model that is attractive that I also owned when it was originally in the 90s, Squire had the Supersonic, which is a basically an upside-down Jaguar. So uh, it was modeled after uh, there were some photos of Jimi Hendrix playing a right-handed Jaguar upside-down, and they thought that they would kind of replicate that. And they, they made a couple of changes to make it a little more playable, especially on the on the treble side. Um, both of those models are street price, three forty nine, Um, That's and crazy. they both come in like the Brand tornado new. comes, comes in black and Lake Placid blue. The supersonic comes in ice blue and graphite. Um, and then the other model that is very attractive to me is, uh, it's called the cyclone. And it's basically what Fender released as the Cyclone 3, which has um, uh, basically a Mustang body, uh, also 24 and three quarter inch scale. And it has three uh, slanted Jaguar pickups and a Jaguar switch plate on it. So that's the cool part. Yeah. And that, that, that makes it really cool. But even cooler is it comes in shell pink and Daphne blue. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, it, it, it just do yourself a favor. Mike Trombley is going to lose his mind. Yeah, he, he might. But go, you know, just just Google Squire Paranormal series, and you can check out some of this stuff. There's four others that I'll just briefly mention. There's the Offset Tele, which is what we call a a, a Tele Master, uh, or you know, it, it's basically a a, a, jag, a Jazz Master with Tele appointments. Um, there's a Cabernet Thin Line, which has two Jazz Master pickups in it. And it's a thin line guitar. There's a baritone Cabernita, which has a longer 27-inch scale. That's right. And then, not so that the bass players don't feel left out, there is a Jazz Bass 54, which is basically uh, an, an early P-Bass style pick guard, you know, like a 51 P-Bass that has the guard that goes up into both horns, only on a Jazz Bass body. And it looks it looks pretty cool, too. So, but again, all of those are under 400, uh, and then the Toronado and the Supersonic under 350. I, you know, it's, it's, it's worth checking out and grabbing one when they become available again, they've, they've been off the market now for, for a little while. 
And I think that, you know, between COVID and, and delays and they, they wanted to hold back until they could release it at an AM show. So knock on wood, if there's a summer show, uh, there is, they're, they're still, they're hopping it up right now. Sign up. Yeah. So anyhow, so that's, that's what I was doing this week. I, in addition to my normal fun stuff, I just, you know, every once in a while, I, I try to get a little research in and find out what's going on in the market. Mm, excellent. Tom, how about yes. yourself? Uh, I'm looking at the paranormals here. Okay. Um, so what's happened with me? So we played, my band played for the first time on Friday night in cool. over a year. Wow. Um, we had, uh, we only play a couple times a year anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that, so I just, we've been getting ready for that. We have a, a seven piece band and, um, we played out Friday night and it was, uh, it was actually a private party, but then they said that we could invite, you know, family and friends or, you know, whoever we want after eight o'clock. Well, that was a mistake. Because, you know, mm. it's COVID and, you know, there's maybe 40 people. It, it was all, it's, it was like, you know, a, a wedding hall type of thing and uh, with a stage and everything. But once the family and friends showed up, it was over 100 people. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, it was, but yeah. So, I, you know, I don't think anybody was expecting that. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun and stuff. It was fun to play out again and stuff. So, but, um, and since then, uh, you know, the band's so excited to play in the barn again, they, uh, they're like, Oh, can we have practice this week? And I'm like, I, I kind of need a break, you know, mm. I just, cause we've been, you know, getting ready for the Friday and, uh, I'm going on vacation at the end of March. And so I'm just, ah, just need a little bit of break. So I guess my music role right now is I'm trying to take a break and, uh, you know, this is, this is my last thing on the list before, <laughs> before I get back to, uh, just relaxing and taking a vacation and stuff. So nice. Nice. Sounds good, man. Jared, how about yourself? Uh, a couple of little cool ditties. Um, <clears throat> had lunch with my older brother today and, uh, his daughter, uh, Sonny, uh, is in training to work at Sweetwater. Really? And that's cool. Yeah. And so I guess Sonny told my brother Andy, he's like, hey man, um and and the way this got brought up by the way is I said, hey, did you see that Jason Alexander commercial where the kid's wearing his face on a shirt? And then you see him in the car saying, Hey, you can't wear my face. And my brother's like, yeah, man. He said, by the way, you know, uh, Jason Alexander is a customer of Sweetwater. Yeah. Mm. I'm like, Jason Alexander is George Costanza from George Costanza. Yep. Or the teacher on Young Sheldon, but nobody cares because he's George Costanza. That's right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, I'm like, oh, is he a musician? He's like, no, he's got a podcast. So we're going to check that out. Yeah. He's a podcaster guy, so he I guess he's buying his equipment from uh, Sweetwater. Oh, nice. That's cool. So I found that out. And also, the pedal I talked about, the uh, um, Velvet Fog. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Calvin Cordy, Cordy Audio, he uh, emailed me, and he's like, hey, man, uh, I just remembered I actually built that pedal for a Vox 
uh, AC 30. And I'm like, Oh, he's like, yeah. He's like, clip these, uh, bright caps out and that should play right along with your Marshall. I did. And it, and it's, it completes all my marshals that don't have any chant. Like I have one marshal that you can switch the channel. It's the dual super lead, mm-hmm. but all my old, you know, JTMs and my, my, uh, JCM, uh, hundred waters and all those, there's only one channel, you know, there's no channel switching. So this thing is absolutely perfect for that. It's like an extra gain stage and it's, uh, it's, it's really the best thing so far that I've found uh, that fits my, you know, uh, sound and tone. And, and it's really working out. It's, it's a great pedal. Um, and then had one more thing, but I don't remember. Mm. So well, that's we'll save fun. it for next week, whatever I forgot. <laughs> well, for me, I... What about you, Todd? Thanks, yeah, Todd, Tony. please tell us. I always forget every time. <laughs> I'm a jerk. <laughs> ah, sorry. I occasionally get asked to shop for people. In this case, there's a uh, gentleman who actually owns the company that I work at. He said, hey, I, w- I want to get a new amp. You know, I just want to get something that I can plug in and, and just kind of have some fun with it. You know, I'm not going to be gigging with it or anything. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, we've actually done a couple shows on that. I went to a few go-tos and started listing out a few things. And I found, <clears throat> Tony, speaking of your like new discoveries, Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, a champ would probably be a good thing. And I'm like, but it's got an eight inch, you know, you'd have to get a used one, eight inch speaker kind of thing. No, no, no. The Fender 68 Custom Vibro Champ Reverb yeah. there 5 you go. watt yeah. with a 10 inch speaker. Nice. Yeah. Is about to be released. You can get it on pre order right now. Musician's Friend has it on pre order and it's 749 bucks. Now, yeah. I realize. That that is nearing what you can pick up a like a deluxe for used, um, and even newish. But it isn't a deluxe, and you can make it kind of sound ripping. And a deluxe is not going to yeah. do that. So it's five watts. It's, it's five watts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that's pretty cool, and that'd be worth sharing right there. That would be a that'd be a nice little addition to anybody's little. Uh, home studio oh yeah um, uh, the, the vibra champs were even you know the original series was they were there's still a lot of people that use them they, yeah they they're a really good you know again small amp but you know if for studio stuff or practice it's it's yeah i've watched this gets gets pretty loud yeah. the only you thing know? is the um, the spring tank there's no spring tank on there it's no it's just, a digital yeah. yeah right yeah, yeah. Mm. that's correct but you don't have to use that if you don't want to. Right. Um, but it does have the vibe, so that's kind of cool. Um, it's got tube tremolo. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're doing fine right there. I mean, the thing's pretty much loaded. It's uh, So, anyway, so there's that. So, everybody, hey, you might want to go check that out because, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty sweet little deal. And it's, and it's not going to, you know, get you kicked out of your house. The other thing, right along with it, Supro just released something called the 1820 Delta King. Hmm. That is a five watt tube guitar amp, and it's got it's uh, got the sort of the Supro 
Tolexy kind of stuff on the front, but it's black, which mm. I think really, honestly, I'm like, why can't you make just a black? I just want a black one, you know? <laughs> um, but it's got, it's got sort of some retro, like a retro, almost like the TV cutout kind of thing in the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is sporting some pretty sweet stuff. This is uh, two, uh, it's got a, a 12AX7 preamp, a FET driven boost, um, a Pigtronics fat high gain mode, master volume, pretty sweet. What size speaker? And the power tube, the power tube is 6v6. What size speaker though? Uh, that is a 10 inch speaker. Oh. Not bad. Yeah. And you know how much that little sucker is? I'm 549. Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, that's, and I love my Supro. So I can just imagine like that thing's got to sound fantastic because you could goose it. So anyways, not only just for a, an in home kind of amp, but like, that's another, you know, we've been talking about, you know, doing multiple amps and stuff like that. If you've got a, a pedal platform amp, I love the idea. And actually my bass player was doing this live. He, he's got this Mesa, uh, boogie, like, um, uh, incredible bass rig thing. Um, and, but he's also got like a Fender, I think it's a Fender rumble, mm -hmm. you know, this tiny little bass amp and he just cranks it and it sounds awesome in, in pairing with his, his big bass tone. Mm -hmm. So the same thing. You know, you get one of these little guys and you throw a mic on it and just goose it. And uh, what a great drive sound that is in an accompaniment of your of your normal, you know, situation. Kind of so cool. So, Todd, what, what did you recommend to your friend? I didn't recommend one. I need to find out what he's like because I gave him. Uh, well, actually, I'll, I can share the list that I uh, I'll, I'll, t I'll tell you exactly what I sent him. I sent him uh, the Greer Amp Mini Chief 8-watt yeah. tube amp. I've, I mean, when I was at Greer's uh, studio, um, you know, factory thing business, <laughs> pick a word, Todd, <laughs> where he makes the stuff. He started playing that, and I, I just about fell to pieces. I mean, that thing sounds incredible. Um, and so I said, you, you can get that, but you're going to need to get a, a little cabinet. I also recommended um, the Fender VibroChamp which we just talked about, 750 bucks, brand new. The Black Star Studio Combo, that's a 10-watt one. That's a 12-inch that's, nice. that's a 12-inch speaker. Yeah, that's a, nice, that's a nice one. Yeah, it's only 600 bucks new. Mm -hmm. And then the, uh, the Supro Delta King, like I just talked about. And, and in this line that they just put out, by the way, they've got a 1-watt amp, a 10-watt uh, a amp, and I think a 15, I think a 15 that goes um, with it. So you mean you mean for the Supro or for the? Uh, yeah, there's a Blues King yeah. Eight, which is one okay. watt. They've got the Delta King, which is a ten watt, and I believe that there's another one. Um, I could be wrong, but pretty sure I thought I saw another one. Anyways, um, so but for his purposes, I said, hey, you know, you should check out the Delta King, which is, which is a five watt, um, to get just a little bit more. He wants to kind of rock out a little bit. I'm like, yeah, you know, the eight, the the one watt with the eight inch speaker, yeah, not going to rock out much. No. <laughs> um, and as well, the ZT Lunchbox, uh, two. 
which yeah. is um, three ninety nine brand new. So, you know, that's a hundred watts in that thing. So that's crazy. Yeah. Anyways, so you can't go wrong. Any one of those sound is going to sound mighty good. I think. I like Charlie Watts better. I was thinking you were, you were too quiet, Tony. <laughs> Jared? How about some of this? <laughs> one, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Hey, Todd. Yes, sir. You know, you were talking back back before the Roadcaster Pro. We had a, had a mishmash of equipment that we would try to... Do our oh, yeah. podcast on is cords all over the place, and there were there was you know as I like to call it the the spaghetti uh, sp- spaghetti cable methodology. Yes, you know that's all changed now. Not only because we have the Roadcaster Pro, but there is a a, a a company that makes these cables for your pedal board, and I'm sure if you twist an arm, you could probably have one done up for some other equipment. Mm-hmm. But most specifically, I'm talking about Tour Gear Designs cables. Yes, those are mighty fine cables, and we talk they're, about them all the time. We do, and they're great. They come in a variety of sizes. They're a very affordable. They're very dependable, and they're made with love because each one is tested by a human, and they are signed off on the little card that you get. Which to me, that's a nice little extra step. I like it. That's a good deal. I would suggest that anybody who is remotely intrigued by this, get yourself over to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discounts forward slash guitar knobs. And you're going to save 10%. A three pack of eight inch flat cables is $26. Oh my goodness. That's you're you're gonna pay that for in some cases for one cable, and that's for an eight inch cable. Mm-hmm. All right, so you can imagine what happens when you start going. Hey, I only need a little like you know three inch cable, like a top to top situation. Make sure you get over to tourgeardesigns dot com forward slash discount forward slash guitar knobs and get that ten percent off a whole bunch of different length of cables thank you so much to tour gear designs for making an awesome product which we all stand behind mr tom barazin yes we want to <laughs> thought we lost you <laughs> no i was just i was just thinking of uh you know i i had sent a message to tour gear if i hope they start making uh, trs cables Oh, that's it. That's wouldn't interesting. That, yeah. Wouldn't that be cool if they made a TRS like that? I know that yeah. they are working on a couple of new innovations, so I'm excited to to see what's coming out. Tom Barazin, you need to give us your four on the floor right now. I can't believe I'm doing four on the floor. <laughs> crazy. This is crazy. You know, I also thought I'd like send in my four on the floor, but then I just never did because mm. I thought, well, maybe I tried that day, too, and I didn't. Maybe, maybe one day they'd ask me to be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, I've I've gone over this a ton. You know, picking a four on the floor that's that's a like serious business. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a commitment. It really is. Yeah. Right. So. Amen. Right off the bat, I'm gonna say that. Um, I'm going to give you my four on the floor, but I'm also going to give you things that I wish they had. Okay. Yeah. I can't put, 
Do, I, do your four on the floor and then do your four four on the floor okay. wish list. How about so, that? Okay, yeah. So uh, uh, the first one I'm going to go with is uh, Source Audio EQ2. Yeah, it's it's so cool. It's uh it's basically a, like a parametric EQ. Think of like if you had like a Boss GE7 that did everything you wanted it to do. That's what this is. It's it's right. amazing. Yeah, it's like a ten band EQ, but it's also a parametric EQ. It's a gate. It's a limiter. And it's got presets. Uh, it's got presets. That's the yes. thing. Yes. Okay. So that that's my other big thing. So you know, um, playing in a band, just cover. I just play in a cover band, right? And um, it's it's just dad rock and stuff. But you know, the worst thing you can have is waiting for everybody to switch their stuff up, right? You know, you're playing a song, you're ending, and then you got to take three or four minutes to play the next song. That's just way too much. Mm. You can't, that you're, you're killing people. So I use MIDI because of that. So all of these pedals that I'm doing right now are MIDI pedals, and that's why they're my four on the floor. Wow. Because I need MIDI, okay? Um so yeah, this EQ2, you can basically, uh, you save presets, 127 presets, whatever you want. We usually do about, you know, 30, 40 songs. And um, yeah, it's just, instead of waiting two minutes and tap dancing around, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. s- stepping once on your, your switcher and everything changes. And it's that simple. Um, so yeah, you'd mentioned that you you have to have MIDI. So or what what or what switcher or or MIDI controller are you using? Okay, so I just switched that too. Nice. <laughs> I just switched my MIDI switcher. So I've had over the years I've had the Boss MS3 I use as a MIDI switcher. Mm-hmm. I've used the HX Stomp as MIDI switcher. Um, most recently, I used MIDI Baby by Disaster Area Designs. So that's a great beginner MIDI switcher. For anybody, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about getting into MIDI, that's a fantastic one. It's it's really simple, super easy to use, and you can even use it on with in a color mode. So you just you know switch based on colors. Now, Tom, before you take a single step further, for anybody that might be listening, that's like, okay, we've said MIDI about twenty times. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna ask you to technically explain MIDI, but you know, from a foot switching, from a foot switching, from a switcher standpoint, can you just kind of just explain basically what that's doing? Um, Yeah, basically you're sending a uh, like patch change or control change to each pedal. And so if you had, I run about eight pedals at a time. Um, And instead of, you know, like I said, during a song, you're going to the next song and instead of, you know, futzing with knobs and turning everything around, you just basically step one step on a switch and it sends a patch change, um, two digit, two digit, yeah, two digit number mm-hmm. <laughs> to all of the pedals at the same time and everything changes at the same time. The switcher I use right now is, is the Morningstar M3, I believe it's called. It's three, three buttons. Um, I like that one because you can actually um, have it. It has a display on it. Uh, the MIDI Baby by Disaster Area doesn't have, so you need another pedal 
that has a display if you're going to use something like that or you have to use it in a color mode. So basically, if I step on the switch and we're playing, you know, Tom Petty, Refugee, it says Re Refugee. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hit that and everything's ready. I can play. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and I know there's a, a lot of guys out there are really afraid of MIDI, and you don't have to be. I mean, if I can do it, mm. anybody can do it. MIDI pedals usually have an in and an out. Mm-hmm. So if you if I send it for my morning star, I send uh, two kinds regular uh, five pin cable, and then also that's why I was talking about it would be great if uh, Tour Gear did TRS cables because you can also send many through a TRS mm -hmm. cable, just like an expression cable, you know. Mm -hmm. um, pedals like Strymon, oh, who else? Uh, a Jackson Audio, mm -hmm. they use that TRS cable. Uh, Chase Bliss uses it. Um, and then most other, you know, MIDI pedals are are the uh, five pin. So if you send a path, you, you send out your patch, or I'm sorry, your uh, PC message out on the five pin cable. It goes to your first pedal. And then out of there, it sends the same patch to the next pedal. Mm -hmm. And that sends it to the next. So you can like sort of daisy chain a bunch of pedals together, send one message, and it'll control all of them. You know, it's it, like I said, it's that simple. So That's, that sounds pretty sweet, man. Yeah. Yeah. The um, EQ2 Source Audio, check it out. Um, if you ever want to know about like what frequencies, you know, when, when you're playing in your tone and you're like, well, I want to hear more of this or I want to hear more mids or I want to hear 1.6. You start to learn all the different frequencies and what changes and makes things better or worse. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and a lot of guys can do that just with a GE seven and just, you know, bend down and, you know, mm -hmm. move some, move some sliders, but um, it's just great to just step on something and the whole thing changes. Yeah. Plus if you're running any kind of game stuff, I run it, um, towards the end before delay and it has a really great gate on it that's controllable so if you have anything that's noisy or whatever it can it can uh you know put a little gate on it it has a limiter um and you can there's a level for that right you can make it yes. more effective or less effective that's yeah nice. thresh there's a threshold so you can turn the gate on but then there's also a threshold setting so I think nice. it starts at 100, and then you can go down. So, yeah, you'll just turn it down to where that noise on that patch, mm. you know, patch number three, whatever you're doing, um, you just turn it down till till it turns, you know, till the noise is gone, and, yeah, you're all set. Awesome. And then it's as simple as just holding a button um, to save the MIDI on the pedal. And that's another thing I think a lot of people don't understand is – you know, they think, well, I have to program these things. And basically, your MIDI controller is just sending, for the most part, messages. Mm -hmm. Your pedals are all saving the settings for whatever message it's receiving. So, you know, uh, my my favorite, I think, is uh, Strymon pedals. Um, not not the uh, like the the bigger ones, but like I'm talking like the 
you know, the Sunset Compadre. The, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that Sunset Drive is so good. Yeah, I have the Ooh. Sunset. That's so, so for instance, on the Sunset Drive, um, you know, you get, you get it to where you want. This is a funny, uh, you know, I am so against Tube Screamers because <laughs> I feel like they're cliche. <laughs> but on the sunset, I use the Texas, and and I guess that's the tube screamer setting. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so you get it to where you want to be. You just hold the button; it turns blue, it flashes. You press it again, and now it's saved. So patch number three, refugee, you're all set to go. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 a lot easier than I think a lot of people know. Or, you know, they, they, a lot of people don't even want to try or they just think it's, it's too much. But I'm telling you, it's once you start doing it, you'll be like, yeah, this really is a lot better. This is the business. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. Well, we've gotten through one pedal. One. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We're having a good time. <laughs> we tried to that's what we're here to do for. No, 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 no rush. All right, all right, right. Uh, second one, we're going to go with... Um, Oh geez, I gotta I gotta preface this because my second one would be the Strymon Deco. It would be, but it can't because it's not MIDI. So I want to say right now to Pete Chelly, is it Pete Chelly at Strymon? Pete, I please make the Strymon Deco MIDI. Please make the L Cap MIDI. Please make the Flint MIDI. Why? Why? Why <laughs> can't we have? MIDI in those pedals. Easy, Nancy Kerrigan. Please do it for Tom. <laughs> Why? Oh, there's a, the I'll back two people will get that one. Yeah, the Strymon Deco <laughs> is my absolute favorite pedal ever, and I don't own it anymore because it doesn't have MIDI. So I just wanted to put that in there. Next, that is Deco is a instant. really incredible. Oh pe- I mean, such a great pedal. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's, you do when you play it. You're like, oh, it should be called a, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's like my desert island pedal. Like, I can play a deluxe and a Strymon Deco, and that's it. It's Nothing. impossible to sound bad playing that. Yeah, it's it's just the best. I, but why? Why why no MIDI? Come on. Yeah. I mean, all right. Anyway, so instead of using that. I, using, I have an idea for you, Tom. If you just just get a get a shirt made that just says why, why no MIDI and just stand in front of the Strymon booth at Nam with like a really really big like a oh, sixty four ounce like trucker size drink and just stand there yeah. and just make it start I to mean, freak them out a little bit and then have yeah. a pizza delivered to you yeah yeah oh yeah great. Uh, all right, so because we can't have the Strymon Deco with MIDI, we're going to go with the GFI system audio, or uh, GFI system synesthesia. Are you familiar with that one? I am not familiar with that no, one. You're, no, you're hitting yeah. us with some. Really? Yeah. Oh, synesthesia. my gosh. It's such a great pedal. So that is a, it's digital, but it's a dual modulator. And it can flip back and forth. So there's a left side and right side, just like Strymon Deco. Hmm. hmm. Maybe GFI should get together. You know, don't you think like two guys should have a baby? Like, you know, like when Chase Bliss gets together with Zvex and does that that Fuzz Factory thing. Yeah. Or you know, 
um, you know, two pedal builders get together and then they come up with like this amazing thing. I feel like, you know, somebody should, although, I mean, Strymon has MIDI. I just, uh, I, okay. Anyway, <laughs> synesthesia is a dual modulator. Everything in it sounds fantastic. It's got every kind of modulation you could ever want. It's got even has like arpeggiators and stuff. That's and only three ninety nine. Yeah, it's four hundred bucks. Um, it's a little bit. It's a it's a little bit of a learning curve because there's so much to it. I'm not a big fan of menus and stuff, but that one is not is not terrible. Sure it is. And um, well, what do you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't help yourself. Coming down. <laughs> the best part is you can turn the knob and it'll say phaser. You turn the knob, it says flanger. Turn it, it says chorus. Um, that frees up like two extra spots on your board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically you can have one on each side. You can run them into each other. You can run them parallel. So you could have say a chorus and a harmonic trim going on at the same time. Um, it's MIDI and it's one press. Boom. You got what you need. Brilliant. Um, fantastic pedal. Yeah. Um, number three is this one I had a tough time because um, I'm not a fan of the size of it. It's this uh, Strymon Volante. Mm. You're familiar mm -hmm. with the Volante. Yeah, that's, I, I'm a big fan of, um, of basically tape delay. And, you know, I love the, uh, the Echoplex preamp kind of thing going on. Um, the Volante sounds amazing and it has MIDI and it's easy to use. And that's why it's on my board. It's the size I of about three pedals though. I mean, that's the problem. Why? Why Pete? <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> why? So on it, day two of the NAMM yeah. show. Yeah. Why so big? Why? Why yeah. so big? <laughs> <laughs> why can't we take the L cap? And and make it with MIDI, and I would just give the Volante up. I'd be fine with that. Mm. Uh, the L cap is a fantastic delay. I I um, it has reverb in it. The one thing about I really like about the Volante is it has a echo knob. It has um, a reverb knob, um, which if I'm playing a Deluxe, I use the reverb on the Deluxe anyway. But lately, I've been playing. Um, um, amp pedals instead of bringing my amp mm. with me. So, uh, like the iridium, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's really great to have that reverb and the echo on there. It also has uh, the knobs on the left. The recording knob is really cool because it gives you a little bit of saturation, but nothing like the deco. Mm. Come on. The deco, why? What? I just don't understand. Anyway. <laughs> so Volante, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful it's pedal too. I mean. Yeah. And and I tried to switch it out for um the D1, the Walrus D1. Mm -hmm. 
And I just, I, it's the D1 Smitty is a little bit um, tougher to use, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as simple as saving again, but it's not, I can't do it as quick and it doesn't have reverb on it. So I'm going with the Volante instead. Um, the last one is, and I thought about this a lot, but I'm going to go with it. So I, I played the Iridium a lot. In fact, I use it on Friday, but I'm going to go with the Walrus ACS1. Okay, so basically the Walrus ACS1 is, it, it's like an Iridium, which is an amp pedal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's okay. we discussed uh, that with Eric Marrow on. Yeah, yeah. We didn't we didn't talk about the ACS one though. Okay, yeah. The the Iridium is a great pedal. Um, really great with MIDI. Um, if you need something that um, you you know because it has the uh, the Marshall in it and the uh, uh, AC thirty, you can get a lot of you know, more distorted crunch stuff right in that pedal. The ACS-1 is more of a pedal platform, so the gain on it, you don't really get as much from that. So Mm -hmm. that's where, like, the sunset comes in. The sunset goes into that. um, And the the best part about this pedal is that you have – it's stereo, so you can run, like, a wet-dry rig if you want. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can combine the left and right side um, where the it, it has stereo in and out where the iridium I don't know if you're familiar with Strymon pedals but you have to have like a three you know to get stereo in you have to, there's only one jack to go in so you basically have to have like uh, you know, a TRS coming out to two single yeah, you pedal. You can't go, it's, yeah. it's one in, two out, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go stereo in, but you have to have that um, tri cable to get that to work. So um, it sounds amazing. It sounds like an amp. Um, I run a uh, QSC K8.2. That's an eight inch speaker. It's real similar to like, like the head rush kind of a thing. Um, depending on what what we're doing, what we're playing. I think you um, need to work at Sweetwater. <laughs> you know, somebody Jeez. just asked me to go to somebody <laughs> just asked me to go to Gearfest. And I and I was like, oh, I don't know. I've never been to Gearfest. And they're like, oh yeah, we're going in June. You should go. And I had asked my son and and uh, he's like, Yeah. Oh yeah, you wouldn't believe and I'm I'm a little bit afraid to go to Gearfest because yeah. I don't wanna like you know, come back broke or anything. Mm. <laughs> so. I tell you what, if you go and we haven't, and, and we're around and we're good. And we, cause if we don't go to NAM or whatever, like yeah. that's, that's not far away from us. You got to let us know if you do that. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I want to, I want to go back now just one step and say that the, my absolute besides the Shrine and Deco would be. So the, uh, Exotic pedals, the mm-hmm. uh, e, the EP Boost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the SP Compressor together. Mm-hmm. Why can't that be one pedal? Why why do we have to have two pedals? Everybody I know plays both of those pedals together. I have the Alchemy Audio mod to them, so the dip switches are mm-hmm. on the outside as just switches. Mm-hmm. 
I and that's another thing. Why, that's a super why clever have, way to do it. Yeah. Why do we have to have dip switches on the inside that you got to crack the thing open and see what it does? Like, just put it on the outside of the pedal. You know, like I mean, not as much as like a Chase Bliss. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, like make it a little more accessible. That's all. Mm. Um, Alchemy does this mod to those pedals. And uh, for the longest time, I ran both of them. But again, it doesn't have MIDI. Make it one pedal and make it MIDI. That's the what man I, wants MIDI, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Okay, Give so the now, man MIDI. So Strymon has a compadre. I have the compadre. You know why? Because uh-uh. it's, it's MIDI. got MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> but why can't, why can't Strymon put a switch on there? That has the the uh, you know the EP3 preamp coloration on it. Wouldn't that yeah. be cool? It Just would. flick it on, and there it is. I mean, well, and we and we know that that pedal, and it's like it's they're fantastic, and they're completely indestructible. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Todd, and they're you, not three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, so. you, I think yeah. you said you you ran your EP your EP boost just off, right? I ran, yeah, it was like just barely on. Barely on, yeah. And, but that's it was how just always, enough. It's like, oh, a little yeah. pixie dust. Yeah, that's how I always ran it. I always ran it like that. And and with and I always ran the SP compressor. And um, yeah, I, I think if they could make that one pedal, man, that would be so, <laughs> that in the Strymon Deco, my life would be complete. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, industry, you have heard the word. Get out there and do it. (laughs) Yes, he's not he's not afraid to to buy the pedals, so make them. Yeah, do it. Wow, that is one heck of a board, man. Yeah, it's got everything you need. I mean, that's a really. I mean, that's an advanced setup. It really is. I mean, you, yeah. If I was more of an advanced player, it'd be even better. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and I, I have to say, a lot of times, I, I have a, a sixty-eight deluxe reissue, and and that's my favorite is just to go straight into that with, you know, a few pedals or something. But with seven people, um, I have to carry a lot of the equipment from the barn. The drum set's mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the least amount of stuff I can carry and, um, you know, it always helps out. That's, that's kind of why I switched to the radium because I was carrying too much stuff and I'm getting too old to carry that stuff. So, mm. yeah, well, there you heard it, everybody. That's, uh, that's a very exciting like pedal run, right? I mean, that was almost a whole show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, could we so, talk a little more about MIDI? <laughs> <laughs> Should we do a would you rather about MIDI? Uh, no. So, okay, so so Tom, Tom, that was very exciting. And I and I love yeah, how you. involved you are in your gear and how knowledgeable you are in your gear. Um, it just makes it so much more fun to, you know, to listen to. And also that gives us a really good idea of who you are, you know? Yep. Well, you, you like MIDI. Doesn't doesn't uh don't you find that some so in, in my band uh, I have some amazing musicians, right? Mm-hmm. 
nobody wants to talk about gear. Nobody. Really? So I have to listen to you guys. <laughs> yeah. to get your fix. Get your like fix these yeah. clowns yeah, don't know what they're I doing. Mean, yeah, my my uh, keyboard slash uh, guitar player. He's he's into gear somewhat, so him and I can you know talk about it. But yeah, nobody really gets it. They're, and I find the best musicians I know are the worst to talk about gear. They really don't care. They don't, you know, and, and rightfully so, because they're so good. They don't, you know, they yeah. don't really probably need as much gear, but um, yeah. So it, it, it's just great to be able to, you know, because honestly, nobody cares. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we do. And that's all that matters. So, um, Tom, let's get into finding out about where this love of gear started. You, you know, you obviously care a lot about the guitar community. You are uh, into gear as much as everybody else. Um, back up real quick to where did you first get the itch? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I played guitar when I was young. I'm 53 now, so um, when I was... I think when I was right out of high school, I started guitar and I played for maybe five or six years. And then I got married and had kids and I put it down for a good 20 years. Mm. And my wife knew that I always wanted to, you know, play and stuff. And so uh, about 10 years ago, she got me a, um, uh, t some lessons basically guitar lessons as like a, a birthday present or something like that and ever since then i just you know i, I had never you know when i was young i had uh, a backstage 50 and a epiphone strat which i don't think you hear that too often anymore but um when i got back into it um I started, you know, looking at pedals and stuff like that. And, um, you know, early on in YouTube and stuff and watching videos and everything else. And that's, that's just kind of how I got into it, I guess. And then our band started. So what was, um, after you kind of came out of the laps, what was the first like piece of gear that you said, Oh, I gotta get this. I don't know. I mean, the first the first pedal I bought was, you know, because I didn't know about pedals because I never had any or anything like that. A, a friend of mine actually found some in a dumpster and he gave them to me. It was a uh, Echo Park uh, delay and uh, the uh, MXR uh, full bore. Um, full bore metal. And, you know, I, I plugged them in and stuff and I was like, oh. The delay sounds great, but this full bore thing, it just, I, you know, I wasn't getting it at all. Um, I play Telecaster. Um, so I just. So you I ran to the I'm, store and got a metal zone instead? Is that what you're yeah. telling me? <laughs> <laughs> I think I started out with like a, a, a Mustang amp because I really didn't know about amps and stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then I got like a Vox AC4. Mm -hmm. um, little tube amp, and then I had an Egnator Rebel with a, um, you know, a head with a speaker, and it just kind of progressed from there. And then I started getting pedals. I built my own pedal board. I've had probably, 
Oh, geez. Uh, just a ton of pedals. And I, and I dump them as fast as I get them. You know, if I don't like something, I dump it and I get something else. So, mm. um, I would say, geez, I don't, I don't probably phase 90 was the first one that I got that I really thought that I needed. And then I figured out later I didn't need it at all. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, ever since, ever since, yeah, probably about 10 years ago, I, you know, just, been pretty much infatuated with it and then listening to you guys of course that didn't help (laughs) tom we are happy to oblige your gas your gear acquisition syndrome and you know we all have it as well and that's why we embrace so much fun (laughs) yes indeed you give us someone to point to and say well we're not as bad as him (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) now you know, we had a lot of fun talking about your, you know, all this, your amazing pedals, uh, four on the floor and all that stuff. As far as guitars go, I love to hear more about what you, um, what you are playing play? and what you like, what do you, if you could have three, we'll give you t- pick three and, and you can say, man, oh, I would want these. What, what would the three guitars you want? And then we'll talk about the ones that you're actually playing. Oh, Okay. Geez, that's tough because the one I really want is one I actually play. <laughs> oh well, then start there. Let, let me let me untangle. I play, this I play for a you. Mexican, a 2011 Mexican uh, Tele FSR that I've. Um, it's got you know I I've went through two sets of uh, Gun Street wiring now. I just actually I just put in a um, the treble bleed into a Tele, which I I'm regretting now. For the longest time, I ran it. Without, yeah. yeah, without, I ran it without uh, a tone knob, hmm. you know, not, not on purpose, just because I suck at soldering. I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> that before. I absolutely suck at soldering. I can't, I just. See how easy uh, it is to say that. Yeah. I suck you know, at saying it. Yeah. It's just, geez, I even got one of those, you know, guns that does both of the things at the same time and everything. Anyway, so I just, I just changed out uh I had uh, gone through Gun Street when you guys had him on the show, yeah. And I ordered a couple of kits, and um, so I finally got this one in. And I was playing the show on Friday, and I'm like, "Man, I'm not used to this at all. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not used to being able. Like, I'm used." To, and then I thought, like, maybe that's why Eddie Van Halen just had a no tone mm-hmm. now, you know, because it it's like another variable or something, mm-hmm. but I have to say the treble bleed really made a big difference. So, um, it's an ash body, um, just Mexican, um, maple neck. I like maple necks probably more than, mm-hmm. um, on a telly. Uh, I, I especially like that more. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly, I mean, this is sad to say, but you know, some people say they can hear, a difference, but for me, it's I can see it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it works. Hey, yeah. real quick, back to the tone to the uh, treble bleed for anybody that might not understand what you're talking about. Can you just uh, explain that a little bit? So, supposedly, when you uh, turn down the volume, you it doesn't lose the treble. Is it? it, it uh, Brandon and Tony, would you agree with that? Is that yeah? Basically, it allows um, the 
the higher end, the trebly end of the signal to pass through uh, the two lugs of a pot so that that goes, even as you turn your volume down, typically if you turn your volume down, you start losing high end. Yeah, it starts sounding like there's a pillow over it. Yeah, yeah, this this yeah. allows that upper end of the signal to pass through and basically jump beyond the pot. Yeah, yeah. And I use the tone knob a ton to just for increasing gain and stuff like that too. So um yeah. So far I you know, it seems like it's pretty good. Cool. Uh, mod. Um Ash Body, amazing. I, I know a lot of people will say it doesn't matter. But it seems like it does to me. So well, it's going to really matter when Fender doesn't use Ash anymore. Yeah, <laughs> we were just I know. talking we're about to, that last week. Yeah, we're going to have to start making our own guitars now. <laughs> um, my second one would be, um, well, I have a, I have a Martin HPL body. I, if you're familiar with that, that's so just the cheap um, Martin, you know, lower end X series or whatever. I have like a triple O, uh, you know, it's kind of like the, it, it, I think it's called the Java Mahogany, something like that. But it's a great little acoustic. I've had it for 10 years. Um, I can't really find things that sound better than that. And it's only like a four or $500 guitar. Mm. Um, Ed Sheeran, Patrick Stump, those guys play the same, you know, kind of body it's it's it doesn't and being out in the barn um you know my barn is heated and everything but and and air conditioned but you know temperature changes quite a bit so um a wood body wouldn't be the best where the hpl it, it never moves so and i i can go for a week without touching it and i come back it's you know dead in tune it's a, awesome. a great little guitar yeah um, if I could have one that I really would want, it would probably be the next um, the next series up with the cutaway. I forget what it's called, the GPC something or other. Um, and that's a non-HBL body. But and explain um, the HBL body. Um, high pressure laminate. So that's like a um, almost like a. I don't want to call it plastic. You don't want yeah. You don't want to call, call it plywood, but it's yeah, that's essentially it's, what it is. It's, that's essentially yeah. You think of like um, yeah, like a Mose right or I don't know something like that. Yeah, it's basically just high pressure laminate. It's yeah, not like wood. plasticized wood. Plasticized wood is what it is. Um, it contains wood particles, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, and then let's see what would be my other one the three's kind of push i've always been sort of that guy that tries to do everything with one i, I just can't believe you got all that pedal you've got like yeah, I know. half of sweetwater at your feet yeah. and you're you're playing one electric okay so here's here's where we're gonna go with this so i've always felt the same way about the strats as you did Todd. <laughs> my man okay Oh, you're going to change always, it, aren't you? I've, because don't you feel like it's it's like the cliche? I, it's well, just the, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it, but even if even if I couldn't see it, it just it feels wrong in my hands, and it's it, and it's and it's not the right thing for me to play. It doesn't go with the kind of stuff I want to play. It just doesn't. Right. right. I I've always felt that way. 
but I ended up buying one. And I I haven't really done a lot with it yet, but I've always I thought if I ever get one, it's going to be a Sonic Blue Mint Picard, just a regular, you know. That's a good color choice. Uh, yeah, Benedict. yeah. I, I, um. Yeah, sort of like the you know, <laughs> kind of like the Weezer kind of vibe thing going on, but not. You know, that was a Wormuth, I guess, but um, mm-hmm. the George Harrison, I guess, it was that his. I don't know. Um, the edge with the, uh, um, you know, the big, bigger headstock on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just some sounds you just can't get without. Oh, that's true. Track. That's totally true. Yeah. That's the tough thing because, you know, I mean, but it is. I just don't I've, need um, any of those sounds. That's the thing. No. Yeah. Well, and that, and that was the other thing I was going to say too, is that, you know, like listening to the Valentinos, you've got a sound that's like, you know, this is it, right? This is your sound. Yeah. From song to song, it's going to change, but it's not going to change so drastically as like a cover band. We're going from, you know, Tom Petty to Neil Diamond, you know, it's, right. it's like big changes here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say it, that would be the only reason that, you know, I could see like not, you know, going that direction, mm-hmm. I guess. But, um, I mean, I have other guitars. I just, I just, uh, I, I, probably from the show, I've been trying to like mod guitars and stuff. My son just got into guitar, so cool. I just took a uh, Bullet Mustang and I put humbuckers, like regular size humbuckers, in it. Um, I have a Firefly, you know, one of those Amazon Firefly guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, which I still cannot get. <laughs> I got the Gun Street kit, and I'm trying to get the stuff in there, and I keep on, you know, I've got tubes going in, going out and stuff, and put everything in. I'm like, oh, great. And then I realized I didn't hook up one of the pickups and, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, mm. yeah, I, I do putts around with the other stuff. I bought my kids all Orangewood guitars for Christmas, just the cheap ones, and they've been having a good time with those. Um, but yeah, so I, I think if I were to get another one right now, it'd probably be a, I I should tell the story too, of when I first got back into guitar, I thought, oh, I got to get something good. Right. Because, you know, I, I want to be serious this time about it, you know, and I bought a duo jet, a Gresh duo jet for Mm -hmm. like 1400 bucks. And it was the worst decision I ever made because <laughs> I am not that careful with stuff. I put a Bigsby on it and I was just, you know, really excited and stuff, but I never, you know, I just had the trouble plan. I was like, you know, holding a piece of glass or something, you know, I just, I wasn't comfortable. So I sold it and I bought a Squire uh, telly and I had the best time and I, beat the crap out of it and then i got you know a couple other things until i got my mexican telly and and that's kind of where i sit is i like to have guitars that i'm not afraid you know to wreck basically yeah so well you might want to ignore the message i just sent then <laughs> oh <laughs> which one i was just showing you uh chase gullet's new model that he's got out the um oh really it's ridiculous it's so nice well you know and a lot i think a lot of did you see the new bomb stuff bomb guitars yeah it just came out today 
just came out today. They just did a whole line of. They do know, the car, like the car inspired. Yeah, the car and the yeah. guitar thing. I've talked to them, and and it's not really a. They're like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I think they. I think they. I think they run like. You know, a thousand to two thousand dollars for their regular stuff. Yeah, but they're and in Denmark, they, so it's a, things are a little bit tougher, but. Right, they just came out with a whole Korean line of the same. No kidding. Kind of like, yeah, like Epiphone, Gibson oh. kind of copy kind of a thing. And, yeah, um, they yeah, almost have to, sort of like a like a, a Jaguar slash Iceman kind of or a, like a yeah. an Explorer. Like a retro and a, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, that's um, cool stuff. Yeah, actually, so. Uh, if I was to get another one, I'd, I'd probably just get an Epiphone. Let's talk about headstocks. Okay. Epiphone has had the worst headstock design for years, aesthetically. Am mm-hmm. I wrong? Well, it depends which era you're talking about. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, in the 50s era, um, it was still kind of shaped like it was. But where were they made? In New York back then in the 50s? In the fifties, yeah. Those are probably yeah. okay, but over the last twenty years. I wanna guys, know, did the, did they design that they have the top been great. of that did they design the top of that headstock? Um no, but I think it was the smartest thing ever since the new Epiphones that just came out. They tried to make them a little more Gibson like. Yeah, I saw that at, at NAM last yeah. what 2019. They yeah. got the edge back. That everything yeah, was getting too edge. rounded. Yeah. The open book instead of instead of the weird extra bump up. Yeah. The open book. Yeah. 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 Giant headstock with the flowery things and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I just feel like I mean, I'm talking on a Les Paul. Like it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, now that they switched it. To this, I feel like it's it's way better. Yeah, you know, giant yeah. headstocks. I mean, so the Strat that I have has like the '70s headstock. I, I'm okay with, but some of these are just—they're crazy sizes. I mean, like a Dean or some of the Schecter mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, just giant. I don't know. Just aesthetically, I I don't know if that's just to balance things out, but I feel like Epiphone. I don't know. They made a really good decision, though, doing that. And have you seen the uh, the new casinos? Um, I, I haven't seen the casinos. I was a week oh, or yeah. couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the Coronets and the Crestwoods yeah. and Wilshires. A four hundred dollar drab green casino. I mean, casinos have always been around six hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and now you can get one for four hundred bucks in a you know more of a pukey color. Kind of like the Chris Cornell kind of you know three thirty five kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think super smart for you know Gibson or Epiphone or you know et cetera et cetera. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I guess if I would if I was going to get something right now, I'd get one of the worn body Epiphones with that with that new headstock, or I'd get the the drab green casino. That would be kind of my vibe. I I feel like the build on them. Just uh, not having picked one up yet, except for Tony's, it's like between what they're doing now because they just all, they also released you know a lot of the old models, and like, then they like also the- have the re- the new release of the the new Jared James Nichols uh, Epi- uh, uh, Les Pauls, yep. right? The Those glory, look wicked. Yeah, 
yeah, my my keyboard player, his so this is like one of those my brother sister girlfriend. So his niece who grew up with him, he kind of pretty much raised her, married Jerry James Nichols' brother. Mm. So the one day he's like, "Hey, do you want to go see this guy I never heard of, John Five? Uh, he's playing. He's yeah. playing like just down the road or whatever from us. With uh, Jared's playing there, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I love John Five. I didn't really know Jared James Nichols, but uh, yeah, if you've seen him play, he's uh, incredible. It was it was a amazing show, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, John Five had problems though his sound uh, sound problems or whatever. Oh, that's a bummer." Yeah, but it was like a Tuesday night, and so we watched Jared's show and um, took off. Yeah, but his, uh, what does he call him? The, is it the Glory? Old, old Glory yeah, old, old Glory, like and then there's, I think there's the gold old, one now. Gold Glory and Old yeah. Glory. Old Glory is a black one, and it's a single yeah. P90 with a wraparound bridge and yeah. sort of a matte black. I, that thing looks awesome. Yeah. My my favorite Les Paul is still, and I think I wrote about this on a on the forum or something was um, I'm a huge Boston fan, Tom Schultz, Boston mm-hmm. and the Tom Schultz, uh, you know, the, uh, I think it's a 68 and he has a, like a DiMarzio super distortion in the bridge, mm-hmm. uh, T90 in the neck. And to me, that's always like, I, I don't know if that's really a thing or not, but I feel like that's the Les Paul that I would want. Something like that. So I thought, well, I could take that Epiphone with the worn gold finish, kind of sand it off a little bit, pull out the, you know, pull out the bridge and put in a different, and pretty much have it there. Mm-hmm. Of course, it'll never sound like him, but. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally pick up one of those, yeah. uh, uh, the old, the old, old glories. Glory. Yeah. I mean, it, that's, well, that's right up my alley for the, for what I do yeah. too, you know? How about how about his Black Star amp though? Have you seen that? I have not seen that. Man, you Yeah. Where do you have all this time to find all this stuff? <laughs> Todd loves Black Star amps by the way. Uh, I love Black Star. Okay, so you were talking before. So I am you. I am super hyped up on the the Vibo Champ. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wish it had spring reverb. I don't know why they didn't put spring reverb in it. My son has gotten into guitar. You know, he's been going through all my stuff. Every time I turn around, something else is gone. Um, he stole my Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's bought his own Telecaster now and has relicked it already. But um, basically, uh, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> Black Star Am. Black Star Am. Yeah. Right. So he's like, I, I had a, have you ever heard of New X? Um, I had the new X MG 300, which is just a little uh, multi-effects unit in the house. Mm. We just put that downstairs. We're working on guitars and stuff. And so he wanted an amp. And I said, why don't you just play this for a while? And so he hooked up like a speaker to it. And it, I'm like, no, you got to just listen with headphones. And uh, he's like, dad, I, I really need an amp. And I'm like, okay. So, I had a gift certificate because everybody gives me gift certificates for Guitar Center. I don't know why. And we went and bought a just a Katana 50. Mm-hmm. Are you, you're familiar with Katana. Mm-hmm. I thought this is kind of like the perfect thing for him. 
he can play in the house. He can play with headphones. He can, you know, if nobody's home, he can just play it or whatever. So for about a week, he was playing it. And then all of a sudden, and I just walked in today again, he's playing my deluxe all the time. And I said in the barn, and I was like, Adam, why, why did you, do you not like the katana? And he's like, no, it's just the deluxe sounds a lot better. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so is that a thing? Or, it, you know, does mm-hmm. it, it, he, he, on, you know, I'm like, you got all the effects and everything on there. And he's like, yeah, I just like it just playing straight in with nothing. You know, he, mm-hmm. he put a little, I have a little uh, overdrive pedal, uh, one of those Nobles minis. Mm-hmm. And he was playing that today. And um, and then I think like, yes, that's my son, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be curious to hear that next to my Supra because it's almost, I mean, spec-wise, it's, it seems to be pretty close. 20-watt combo. Um and uh, with a with a twelve, you know, twelve inch speaker, and it's at you can on reverb used six fifty. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the um what we were talking about with the Black Star stuff mm-hmm. when you were talking about like all the different ones, I was thinking, what about the Black Star five watt Mark II? Have you looked at that? Oh yeah, I mean that that's yeah. That's the, I I think I put the ten watt in there actually. Yeah, for, for him, but the five yeah. watt would make sense. Yeah, maybe probably okay. even more sense. So Jared's got Jared James Nichols has the um, racing green, and his is the twenty watt. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch any of the YouTube videos, you can see he plays it all the time with his you know signature guitar or whatever. But um, yeah, I think the Black Star stuff is amazing. I've had a lot of the yes, ID. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It really is. The ID core stuff, um, just as a practice thing, I was kind of into that for a while. I have and, a Soloist 60 um, combo, and it uh, you can plug it into a 100-watt, or, or a, I'm sorry, um, yeah, you can plug it into a four, uh, 412 cabinet, and it just, it fills it up. It sounds so awesome. Yeah, so yeah. It's a 60 water, so, you know, you plug it into a uh, a cab of uh, Celestians, and yeah. it just, yeah, it's a, it's a great amp. It's You have, you have the, um, you have the Ox, though, too, right? Yeah, I have that, but, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I could use the Ox when, if I really yeah. want to play through a real amp when my wife's home. Yeah. He has wife's not home. He <laughs> has plug in and just yeah. walk around the corner, yeah, and just fill up the whole basement with guitar. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that whole. Uh, you guys watch uh, like Five Watt World on YouTube. I yeah, I've caught a couple things actually. I I want to uh, see about getting him on the show. I thought about that. Yeah, you should get him on a show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Doug and Pat. Doug and Pat, I, I'd love to have, I would have loved to have Doug and Pat, but those guys, are, I think they're done. They're not doing videos anymore. Really? Mm. Doug and Pat show, yeah. Ah. They're like, eh, we're done. That's all. That's it. I think the, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, it's, I mean, first of all, like this show, you, this is a ton of, I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's more work for Todd than anybody, but it is. Yeah. It is. Todd pretty much produces everything and, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Tony and I are just the clowns that join <laughs> in, <laughs> pretty much. 
I mean, when he says that, we all laugh and have a good time, but yeah. But then yeah, he's got to go edit a lot of time on it. Yeah, yeah. he's got to go edit all that stuff out. Speaking of editing it all out, um, <laughs> probably do that. We're, we're, yeah, this is going to turn into two episodes, which, you know, hey, the cool thing no, is no, no, no. We, we love to have, you know, this has been awesome. And I know that we have a long have time coming more. for you. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. We got plenty no, I, more I to think, talk uh, to you about. I'm, I'm really, you know, it's really cool that you guys asked me. I think, though, for me, I'd like to hear some of those other guys that are after my name beyond because I'm sure they have a lot better stuff to talk about. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it's been a joy having you on the show. It yeah. really has. I mean, because you could just, it just leads into, you know, more cool stuff. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Well, speaking of more cool stuff, Jared. We uh we need to we need to hear what's going on with um the would you rather right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's come to the time in the episode where I sing a little ditty like this. It goes Would you rather All right. This week's uh, Would You Rather. Thank you. This week's Would You Rather is from our buddy Ron. Lister or Lister? Lister? Sorry, I screwed that up. Lister? Lister. Lister. I like it. Lister. I, we'll do that. And uh, he writes this, and I really like this one. So I'm walking down the street one day, deep in thought, exploring my motivation for being a musician, when the simplest of questions pop into my brain. Would you rather spend the better part of your life touring and playing large venues as part of a famous band, you know, like Rolling Stones or Aerosmith, whatever. Or would you rather lead a normal life where you and a group of buddies who have an amazing chemistry as a group of musicians jam once or twice a week for fun and maybe play the occasional local gig? Cheers. Thank you, Ron. He is from Canada. Hmm. That's a tough question. That is a very tough question. Uh, I think we all have thought about that at one time or another, mostly on one side, since we're well, most of us have only been on one side. But <laughs> right, um, Tony, we, we got a sneak peek though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know, anybody who isn't touring full time. Well, they're certainly not anymore right now, at least. But uh, I think the obvious choice, oh, yeah, fame and fortune and playing and all the fun stuff. But everyone that I know that is either working on a crew or is on stage, there is a point where the fun stops. You start to forget where you are where you're playing yeah the days kind of all run into each other and it becomes literally a chore instead of the joy that you can get from just you know playing on your own terms your wife might send you a john deere letter yes a john deere is she gonna send a tractor <laughs> <laughs> oh green and yellow yep <laughs> dumb and dumber there for you yeah <laughs> nicely played um so you know, as 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 attractive as you know, and we're, the stipulation here was a lifetime of this stuff. I think as attractive as you know, the fame and fortune and screaming crowds and all that stuff. Uh, 
there is something special uh, about being able to get together with some buddies and just jam. Uh, everybody has a common, you know, music vocabulary usually, and and it's there. Are, you know, it's it's fun to play in front of live, you know, in front of a live crowd, but it's also very satisfying, I think, to to be able to share music ideas with friends. Um, and you know, I, I, I guess if I had to choose a, a lifetime of either, I would probably choose the latter. So I'm, I'm going with the get together with the buds and, uh, be another broke musician. All right. Jared. Oh, yes. Um, so when I was younger, I never really had any expectations of actually being rich and famous um and now that i'm older you know we've gone to concerts and we've been behind the scenes it's it's very uh hectic and it's it's organized but yeah hectic at the same time where uh it's just not behind the scenes to me is not attractive at all even if I had a huge bank account full of money, because you're on tour continuously, especially in the beginning of your your career, you're on tour so long, you have no home life. And then say you get famous, you cannot go anywhere. You can't go anywhere without being bothered. When I was at a, a guitar show, Seymour Duncan was there. The, the man would listen the normal everyday person doesn't even know who Seymour Duncan is, right? But everybody at Guitar Show does, and he's kind of a legend within the guitar community. So everybody was bothering him, even while he was eating breakfast at the hotel <laughs> restaurant. He couldn't <laughs> eat his food. Uh, I mean, I I would not even want to be famous on a Seymour Duncan level. I mean, like, uh, and you can't be a jerk, right? Or else... That one person will go online. I tried to meet Seymour Duncan, and he was mean because he was trying to eat his omelet. I, mean, I did that to Mike Matthews from an electron uh, electro harmonics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean. Halfway so, into a burrito, hey, picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was lovely. nice about it. You know, being rich and famous, I'm. You know, yeah, it's got its goods, man, but. I, I have that chemistry with those guys that I've known all my life. And uh, I got you guys, you know, I, that's all I need. And then I got my little pickup business. I just, my little tiny pickup business, my little house. I couldn't be any more happier. I'm definitely choosing the latter. Yay. Wow. That was very thoughtful, Jared. That's true. Let's get the band back together, Jared. Let's uh. do it, man. <laughs> all right, Tom. Yeah, I'm already doing that. I'm already playing with my guys. Um, I can't imagine. I think I would start to hate guitar if I had to do it. <laughs> Don't the you think? The same songs. Like, yeah. Over and yeah. over. Forever. I mean, you know, there's, there's one of those things where, you know, sometimes I see bands that are playing, you know, 30 years old or whatever. And, um they're playing their same songs, their hits or whatever. And I think like, you know, it's kind of cool to think like they did something that long ago and they can still go out and people still want to hear it. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it's for them. To me, I would, 
I would love to do that because I do it now. I play cover songs and, um, <laughs> you know, w- we love that. But I think maybe if you, it was a ro- rotation like that where you're like, oh, geez, six nights a week and here we go again, you know, I think you could really start to hate it. For 30 years. Same yeah. songs, yeah, 30 yeah, years. Yeah, yep. yeah. I, I don't so, know. Um, I mean, we can at least play different songs. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah, I I would choose uh, all day long just hanging out with guys. I mean, and that's what we do. we hang out, we drink beer, you know. That that's that's the whole thing of it. If we play out, it's more you know, um, like I said, a couple times a year, or whatever. It's it, we're not doing it to make money. We're not doing. We're just doing it for fun. So, what about you, Todd? <sighs> I think this is really, really difficult because, you know, I've been, it's sort of like dream, lifetime dream, you know, like get to the, be on the big stage and, you know, all that stuff. Um, But I don't, man, it's really tough because I've, if you're saying it's a really famous band, the the doors that are opened up and the places you'll go and the things you'll see, um, are have got to be pretty incredible. And I, or I know things that, you things you won't see, or things what, you won't see. What if like, your biggest hit, Todd, is a song that you absolutely hate, and you ne- and and it's your own personal hell. You've got well, first you know, of all, I thirty million dollars. You've got thirty million dollars <laughs> in the bank. Yeah, but you have to sing that song f- four to five times a week every night, and it's cats in the cradle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like that's like being in hell. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Pat Benatar yeah. talks about or it. Like she, yeah. she hates hit me with your carry on my wayward it. son yeah. or something. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's not an easy song to do. No, I, or, <laughs> or light my fire. There it is. It's yeah. not an easy one. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> No, you know, I, I, and you have to play it on a strat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll go with you. I'll have to go with you guys on there. I, you Yay. know, I talked you out of it. I, I've stay home with been us. in several different bands and there's, there's something special about each one. So the idea of being locked into one for a whole life. Now we don't know. I don't know what that's like. I see the Rolling Stones, you know, uh, do their uh, special on Netflix where they're, you know, going all over South America and everything and loving it, loving it. So I'm like, it can't be that bad. I don't know. The, um, who's doing it right is, is, uh, the boss, man, his band, the E street band, they, they've got guitar players coming in and out of that band all the time. Mm. It's like, you know, when one guy gets tired another guy comes in and tours, you know, whatever, but. I wouldn't do that. All right. Well, that's pretty good question, Ron Lister, because you really did force us to um, make the choice that, you know, I think in a heartbeat, we would say, I want to be on the big stage. That's why we, that's, that's what we were dream 20 of. years old, you would say big stage without a hesitation. Yeah. If you, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause yeah, right. exactly. Because now I got family. I got this, I got you guys, I yeah. got out in bands and all that stuff, but we are where we are now. The question was asked of us now. So yes, Think long and hard about that, listeners. What would you really do? Anyhow, uh, that was a really good one. Thank you so much. I know that we are long in the tooth on this, uh, but uh, we've had such a great time talking to Tom. It's worth it, man. And speaking of Tom, we have to thank a few people before we say goodbye to him. 
That's right. Oh, yes, we do. Todd, at this point of the show, we like to thank a very, very special group of people. We call them our executive producers. Um, you might be wondering, what is an executive producer and how can I become one? Very simple, folks. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Tom Barazin did it many, many, many years ago. It's very simple, very fun, and very fulfilling. And it makes this podcast possible. So without further ado, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna add something to that. So there's Start a at bunch the bottom. of No, well and you do yeah, well, I might do that. But I'm going to say that there is a there there are some great thank you gifts that are part of the package. Um things like t shirts and keychains and barefoot buttons and picks and stickers and all the good stuff. But as executive producers, there's one more great thing. And Jared, what is that? Tom, you say it. Oh, uh, you get your name right on the thing. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. You get your name, your right, name right on, on the thing. thing. Yeah. Yep. And so without further ado, I'm going to read these names of executive producers and thank them personally. Let's start with our, our latest and work our way backwards with, of course, uh, an idea in mind. Special thanks to Elad Mizrahi, John Saxby, Gary Cooper, Douglas King, David Rando, Jason Rausch, John Jackson, John Williams, Tyg Harmon, Richard Kendall, James Pennington, Liam Martin, Matt Hart, James White, Brett Alexander, Justin Jones, Doug Gann, John Esterly, Chris Heidel, Brad Partridge, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Ken Sayers, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Garen Gregory, Chris Carney, John Daly, Martin Cliff and Tom, Tom Brazen. <laughs> All right. But wait, there's more. There's more. Don't what? stop now. Because the uh, the guys that live just upstairs from the executive producers the on the penthouse suite are grand poobas. These guys get a special fez to wear while listening to the podcast as an additional thank you. So special thanks to these grand poobas, Tyler Ryans, Tim Nowak, Steve Keys, Adam Johnson, Mark Garten, Tommy Manasco, Sean S. Yes. Cody Foster, Cody Lane, David Kaminga, Corey Nigro, and Jonathan Jerusik. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. All right. Well, Guys, that's quite a list. We'd love to continue to add to that. And if you feel compelled, we would really appreciate it. All right, Tony Balonsky, where can people find you? Well, let's just say you need a special pick guard. You want to do something, change out pickups, change the color, change the material, whatever. Head over to pickguardian.com yep. and just take a look at some of the things that I offer there. By and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Just let me know what you need, what you're working with. Uh, I can even maybe even help you out with some parts and or pickups because I know a guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so or shoot. Yeah. Shoot me an email. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. 
Awesome. Jared? Yes. If you are in need of any pickup repair or you need some cool custom pickups for your guitar, um, especially new pickups that look old or new pickups that look new because they're new, uh, go to BrandonWompPickups.com. Uh, also, check out my rewind time with Brandon Wong Pickups. And uh, I've got lots of episodes that I'm going to post soon. And uh, there you go. What about you, Todd? Well, you can send me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com, or DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'll do our best to answer your questions. Uh, love to hear from you, your would you rathers, etc. Do whatever, say hi, and, uh, and I'll be sure to share it with uh, Jared and Tony. We want to, again, thank you, Tom Brazen, for your ongoing support and uh, and your love of the uh, guitar world that we all share. Uh, thank you, guys, and thanks to all the Patreons. You bet. Yeah. All right, everybody, have a great guitar weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. 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 All right. Hello? Test? Take, is, your, uh, your, your gain is too hot. I'm in the barn right now. I don't even know. <laughs> what the hell are you sending him? How about now? None of the, none of the things make any sense. None of the, it's not, it's not doing it right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's too low. Does it smell like peanut butter or something? Uh, Keep going. Well, welcome. <laughs> How about now? <laughs> the monkey's thinking about his finger position. It's just good. You don't have to get good. right on it. it That's fine. Yeah. Just leave his, it alone. His brain wants to eat it. That's the problem. Well, yeah. <laughs> get, get us, get us what, to the next thing, Jared. What, what do we got? What do we got going on there? How about some of this? How what right, is it? Right. You got I know, three things I know, that you I say. I got a billion things on my mind. So okay. here it goes. The dog's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog was not pleased. <laughs> just, just back, just just back off the mic. That's all. We are clear, my man. Oh my God, I can't believe how much work this is. <laughs> oh, the work. This is not the work. Yeah, the work this is, is later. Not. This is the play. This is the work be, this is, is later. Insane. This is insane. This is like, jeez, oh, how do you do this? <laughs> I've watched that a hundred times. <laughs> As I was saying, Tom, on this distinguished show, we are thrilled to have you on. <laughs> um, it's so terrible. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.